We have breaking news today. It's sad news, but it's good news too. Timmy D's body has been found. He's no longer with us. There isn't a whole lot of information that's being released, but it seems like there's a lot to say. First, with some details. Timmy Dees has been missing since February 28th. We interviewed his mother, Barb Hall, a couple of weeks ago. He was last seen, as far as we know, by his childhood friend, Caleb Kelly. That's according to Barb's account of what she has pieced together from police reports and what people have told her. Timmy was 25 years old. He was living in Creve Corps, which is in the St. Louis area, and he left with Caleb. Timmy was seen on surveillance video at a gas station in Fredericktown after 1 a.m. He made a 911 call after 4 o'clock. We'll replay some of the interview with Barb later for more of those background details. I'm told by a source with connections to the family that Timmy's body was found in a wooded area behind Scoop's Ice Cream in Fredericktown. Another source told me this location was less than 200 yards from the house where the 911 call originated from. So far there are no charges. An autopsy will be performed to determine a cause of death, but as a friend of the family told me, quote, a healthy 26-year-old doesn't just lay down and die, unquote. KFES reported that Timmy's skeletal remains were found just after 8 a.m., Missouri State Highway Patrol Master Sergeant Jeff Johnson told KFES that no information will be released at this time, or at least until the remains are positively identified. So that's the news. That's the information that we have at this moment. But I wanted to take some time here to say a few words about Barb Hall. These are just my thoughts and opinions. This woman has been a warrior. Barb is not what I would call a sophisticated woman. She's salt of the earth. This is a woman who knew, instinctively, that something horrible happened when her son didn't message her or call her for a day. And man, did she fight. She moved from St. Louis to live with a friend in Marble Hill so she could participate in finding her son and solving his disappearance. Three days a week, she'd make the long drive from Marble Hill to Fredericktown, where she'd park in front of the courthouse and hold her signs in front of her vehicle. She got everyone's attention. Eventually, she got mine, too. On Sunday, dozens of people showed up to do a search. That search didn't yield anything, but Missouri Highway Patrol continued that work today. Barb has done her own investigating, even if it won't mean anything in the court of law. She was determined to find out what happened. She has fought and battled with law enforcement to keep Timmy's case on the front burner. That work, that persistence, that tenacity, it paid off today. It really is remarkable. She's remarkable. I found that families of victims take different approaches when their loved ones are taken from them. Some are quiet. The grief and unknowing pounds at them in silence. Others like Barb wear their grief and their desperation publicly. Neither way is wrong. Barb Hall came out swinging and fought for her son. I admire her. I texted Barb today. I know her mind and her heart has to be swirling with a volcano of emotions. I told her to let me know when she's ready to share more. We all want to know more. What happened to Timmy? Was he murdered? If so, by what means? 
How did he wind up in the woods? These answers aren't available right now. This is a breaking news moment, and on social media I've seen comments to Barb about prayers, even some about closure. And I understand that sentiment, but Barb is nowhere near closure. She's dealing with the certainty right now of the loss of her son. And soon her focus will shift from search and pleading to demanding answers and justice if the autopsy shows that Timmy died from violence. Closure is nowhere near close for Barb, but I'm grateful today that she knows where Timmy is and that she can lay him to rest next to his brother. I'm glad that the Missouri Highway Patrol found Timmy. I appreciate that they kept looking and they gave this young man's mother her boy back. Now to refresh our recollection of the details that Barb discovered, I'm going to replay portions of my interview I had with her recently. Thank you for listening to The Lawless Files. I'm your host, Bob Miller. A document showing that that Timmy was afraid of his friend. Yes. We've got a, a text mes- message chain from Caleb saying that he was, you know, going to beat Timmy up. Correct. And we have Timmy who's not been seen since the 28th. Since the 28th. Um, my goodness. I know. I guess we'll just start first by just, um, uh, well, first introducing you, um, Barbara Hall. You are Tim, Timmy D's mother, correct? Yes. Um, and can you tell me just a little bit about Timmy, um, just his, his personality, his background, uh, where he grew up, things of that, so people can kind of get to know who uh, Timmy is and was? Timmy grew up here in Marble Hill, and uh, he liked music. He was laid back. There wasn't anything mean about Timmy. He just... It, you saw all the pictures mm-hmm. I have of him. There's, I, I can't even find a picture he's not smiling. Yeah. He was always a very happy baby. I mean, he just give you his shirt off his back. He was just a jokester, liked mm-hmm. to joke around, you know, get people laughing. He always told me he was for the underdog. Right. He's always a guy for the underdog. And just sweet. He was just sweet. And that's makes so, it hard yeah so timmy went missing in, in february how old is he can you give us a kind of a, a he was 25 when he came up missing 25 years old okay and the pictures i've seen he's got blonde hair right and blue eyes blue eyes uh, about how tall is he 5'11. 5'11. um and uh so let's just talk a little bit uh right off the bat here about um the last time he was seen um, what were the circumstances that led up to his disappearance as you know them? Well, he was at my house on that Friday. Okay, this is February 20... Well, because he came up missing on the... The last anybody had heard from him was the 28th of February. Okay. And I talked to him and his dad talked to him on that Sunday. Okay. And Monday, 
that's, wait a minute. I'd have to look at the calendar. Yeah, that, sun, that set, uh, Sunday, his dad and I both talked to him. Monday came around, we didn't hear anything from him. So Tuesday came around, and it wasn't normal because Michael has lost his brother on June 19th of last year. It was a year this month. So he was he was a down over that. He yeah. missed his brother, and Caleb he grew up with. Okay. Caleb Nanny was a friend of that grew up with Timmy. He lived at our house for a little while. I took him bowling for the first time. Timmy's dad actually bought him new shoes. I mean, he was Timmy's friend. Okay, so let's back up a little bit before we get into that. Um, where's where was Timmy living at the time? He was living in Creefcourt with his dad. Creefcourt? Missouri. Okay, that's up in the St. Louis area, mm -hmm. right? Okay, and uh, you were living... I live in Jefferson. I live in Fitton, Missouri. Fitton, Missouri. Okay, and so so he was living up in the St. Louis area. You were in Jefferson County. Yeah. Fitton, that's a little bit south of St. Louis. Yeah. And so uh, you're in both... Sounds like both you and... Uh, Timmy's father in contact with him frequently. Oh, kind of, daily. After yeah. respect, I mean, there would be maybe a day that would go by I wouldn't hear from Timmy, but that was not normal. You know, I mean, heard from Timmy pretty much every day. But when his brother came up missing, there wasn't a day. You know, yeah. after his brother died, it was not a day that we didn't. What happened to his brother? His brother OD'd on uh, fentanyl. On fentanyl. Wow, that's wow. You guys have been through a lot. I've lost both my kids in eight months. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Um, so that was that. That was eight months prior to uh, Timmy's disappearance. Yeah. He died uh, June nineteenth. It was just a year this night. Oh my goodness. Um, so yeah. So I. So uh, Timmy and uh, his brothers. Was it Michael? Michael. Were they close then? Yes. Yeah, and they grew up here in Marble Hill, is that right? Yes, I raised him here. Timmy's dad and I raised him here in Marble Hill. Okay. So, so is is Timmy working uh, at this at this point uh, in February or? Yes, Timmy has checks at his job okay. that he hasn't picked up over a thousand dollars worth of checks. Okay. Timmy was a regular, so he worked for a local six union hall in St. Louis. Okay. He put up concerts. Oh, cool. So. I've got a picture. I can yeah, show I've, you. well, I've seen some pictures. Yeah. I couldn't exactly tell what he was doing. Yeah, he hang up in the. He was up in the air. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, um, had a full time job. Was you know, doing his thing. He Loved had, his job. Yeah, had good relationships with you guys. Lost his brother eight months earlier. The last picture he has on his Facebook page was the same Sunday that he talked to his dad and talked to me. Is a picture of him as when he was little, sitting on the couch with his dad, and he said, "Family's everything." Okay, so uh, February rolls around, and you you guys don't hear from him. Um, so take me through what happened there um, in in those days where you're not hearing from him. Uh, what? Well, the week that prior week, he stayed at my house for four days. Some of them pictures that I that you have are pictures that I had just taken uh -huh. with him sticking his tongue out we were poking yeah I mean we goofed off yeah yeah he always would tease yeah. me and we'd poke each other right. and stuff or 
he liked to get his back scratched yeah. <laughs> from his mom. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, he was at my house that Friday, and he's leaving with a friend. Then he uh, called me that Sunday and said that he was just—I he didn't really even tell me. He just he was called me, told me, "Hey, I just want you to know I'm all right." Checking in. Yeah. Because after what happened to his brother, that mm-hmm. was a, he knew yeah. that his dad and I worried about anything. Yeah. And you were talking daily. Yeah. Yeah. And then I got home from when well, Monday came around, and I just kind of let it go because it's not like there hasn't been a time that Timmy didn't call me for a day, but after his brother passed, there was never a yeah. day I didn't talk to him. Yeah. Well, Tuesday I went to church. I come home and I physically felt sick. I mean, I I don't know how to describe it, but I just felt sick to my stomach. I knew something was wrong. So I called St. Louis County Police Department and I told the lady how I was feeling and then it wasn't normal to not hear from Timmy. And she said, well, she was gonna send a police officer to my house to uh, make a missing persons report. Well, then about five minutes later, she called me back. She goes, oh, well, you're in Jefferson County. So I called Jefferson County and I wanted to make a police report and they said, well, if you can tell us where he might be, you know, we'll go check him for, look for him. And I was like, well, if I knew where he was, I'd go do it myself. Right, right. And they would not make a missing persons report at first. So I called the lady that I talked to at St. Louis County because she was so great to me. And she said, oh yeah, you don't have to wait no 48 hours or anything. You call them back and tell them you want to make a missing person's report so that's what I did and then they came back to my I called them they came to my house made the missing persons report and then I found out that Timmy was in Fredericktown with Caleb okay so how'd you find that out remember that Timmy's dad okay Timmy's dad told me okay so you find out that he was with a friend Caleb Caleb Manny uh in Fredericktown in Frederick Last name was what? Nanny? Nanny. N-A-N-N-E-Y? Yes. In but he goes by Kelly on Facebook. Okay, so... Um, and, and you kind of mentioned this before when we were kind of starting out, but um, childhood friends, right? Oh, yeah. Caleb yeah. stayed in our house. Timmy's dad and I split up when Timmy was, I'm going to say, nine. Yeah. And uh, when Timmy would go, because I stayed here in Marble Hill. His dad moved up to St. Louis. Timmy would go up to St. Louis on the weekends to be with his dad, and he would even take Caleb with him. So Timmy's dad would even take Caleb on his visitations with Timmy and take him bowling or swimming and bought him clothes. I mean, it's yeah. crazy. So they were they were best friends childhood, sounds like. Yeah. And uh, so it wouldn't have been anything out of the normal for him to go visit Caleb. Now, it had been a while. Yeah. We'd known that Timmy hadn't seen Caleb in a while. But to, for Timmy to have trusted to go with Caleb, no, that wouldn't have been yeah. anything that we would have okay. been concerned about. Okay. Tell me about how you looked into that or, or what? how did the whatever investigation move from there? You find out that he went to Caleb's in Fredericktown. Mm-hmm. Then, then, then what happens? Then I find out that Caleb's in jail. Okay. So I call the jail, left him my phone number, put money on Caleb's books so Caleb could call me, and I asked the jailer to give Caleb my phone number. Okay. 
Caleb calls me. First, he said he was mad about some gas, that Timmy was supposed to have paid for some gas, and he didn't, and he was all mad. And I said, well, where is Timmy? And he went, I don't know where he's at, he said. Yeah. So then... So what was Caleb in, in jail for, do you know? Apparently, he had priors in Iron County. Okay. Or was on probation violation or something. I'm not real sure. I know the lady that lives in the house that Caleb calls Grandma went and paid for the gas because the gas wasn't paid for. Okay. Then the next day I get another phone call from Caleb. The story had changed that he saw Timmy pay for the gas. So he wasn't mad at Timmy because he saw Timmy pay for the gas. But I found out that's not true. So where was this gas station at? It's the Sea Barn in Fredericktown. Sea Barn in Fredericktown. So there's something that happened at Sea Barn in Fredericktown. There's a seems to be some discrepancy whether Timmy paid for the gas or not. Right. Okay. First Caleb told me he didn't. Then he told me he did that he saw Timmy pay for the gas. I don't know if there's okay. was me, there, if there's was there some, some kind sort of cover up there that yeah. you're trying because first you're mad at him when you talk to me the first time about the gas not being paid yeah. for. The second time you call me you're trying to convince me that you saw Timmy pay for the gas, so that kind of made me a little suspicious. Yeah. And I saw, and there is video recordings of Timmy at the gas station with Caleb at 1.30 a.m. on the 28th of February, okay. and he was alive and fine and well at that time. Okay, so that we have concrete proof that he was with Caleb February 28th at early morning hours. Yeah. Did, did they have any information whether he paid for the gas or not? Oh, no, he didn't. The gas was not paid for. It was not paid for. Was there a call made to the police or, or anything like that? Is that uh, apparently later on, I guess there was. Okay. All right. So the next thing I know from, from what happened with Timmy was there was a call made from Timmy's phone at 440 in the morning. Okay. And... I've been told all this time that it was saying that Timmy said somebody was chasing him. And Caleb told me that. And I asked Caleb on the phone at the, when he was in the police station, why did the police come there in the first place? Caleb said because Timmy was outside making noise. Okay, so so it's 4, four o'clock in the morning. 4.40. 4.40 in the morning. And the police arrived there. Okay, police, or did Timmy make that phone call to police then? Yes. Okay, and this is But Fred that's not what Caleb told me in the beginning. Okay, okay. When Caleb was giving me the phone calls before I knew about the 4911 call, Caleb told me on the phone that I said, Tim, I, Caleb, why are you in jail? First of all, was mm -hmm. my first question. And he said, because the gas wasn't paid for. Then it went from the gas wasn't paid for to he had a violation of probation or something. And and, I, and he was mad. Timmy caused him to lose everything, he said. That went from that to then, like I said, the gas was paid for. And I said, well, why did the police go there in the, in the first place? And he said, because Timmy was outside making noise, and the neighbors called the police. Okay, so this was 440 in the morning. Where was this at? Uh, 115 Village Creek Road. 115 Village Creek Road. And uh, is that Caleb's place? or that's It's Caleb. Well, it's Trevor. Okay. His aunt, but Caleb's, he calls her a grandma, but I, from what I understand now, they're not related. But okay. he didn't live in the house. He lived in a little barn or 
shack. Or, I don't know what you call it next door to the house. Okay. It's behind the house. Like a like a barn house type of thing. Yeah. Like okay. a shed that looks like a, you know. Yeah. Okay. Um. So they're they're at this place in uh, outside Fredtown. Yeah, Madison County. It's in yes. Madison County, outside Fredericktown city limits. Right. And a neighbor calls uh, allegedly because uh, Timmy's making some noise. That's what Caleb told me. Okay. Okay. But I found out different. I found out Timmy actually made a 911 call at 4:40 in the morning. He's the one that made oh, the call. Okay. Caleb so- told me that the cops got called there because uh, Timmy was outside making noise. Okay, okay, okay. So we've got a discrepancy on how the... The cops got there. Okay. So what did the police say about that? What... The cop, that's how I found out that Timmy okay. made a 911 call. Okay, so, <laughs> so, so Timmy makes a phone, a 911 call at 440 in the morning. Did right. They, so did they say what uh, he was calling about? Said his friend was threatening him. Okay. But see... Caleb led me. I just found this out that his friend was threatening him. I mean, I got the paperwork. Before that, I was believing what Caleb had told me and what everybody had been telling me was Timmy said on the call that somebody was chasing him. But I just recently got the paperwork and it didn't say that. It says my friend is threatening me. Okay. So, but he didn't he didn't mention who the friend was. Well, the only friend he had was Caleb. Okay. Because Timmy didn't know anybody else. You mentioned uh, somebody named Trevor. Yes, and that's a friend. I don't know if it's a relative of Caleb's or not. Trevor Hotland. Okay, Trevor Hotland. Okay, Okay. so he was was he there that night? He was apparently there fixing a tire. I've gotten so many different (laughs) stories. It's crazy, but he was arrested at 440. He was arrested. Okay. At 4.40 in the morning. 4.43 or 8, something like that. Okay, so we've arrest of Trevor. We've got an arrest of Caleb. Caleb Not yet. Caleb, it wasn't yet. That was later. That was later. Okay, so the phone calls made to the the police by Timmy said a friend was chasing him. Police show up at the place. They arrest Trevor. Okay. Um, For... Uh, not appearing in court or something. Okay, so it was for a, a different a different charge, but had warrants out for him or, or something. Yeah, he had warrants. Well, warrants out for his arrest. Okay. Okay, so he's taken away. Caleb still there. Um, do we know anything that happened after that? It's a mystery. Okay. So you're, so you're just kind of piecing this all together all, over all of these months, but early on, okay. you, you probably just don't know what's going on. No. Just I just know my son's missing. Yeah. Something happened. Yeah. Um. And then at 8.30 in the morning, I have some text. I have a text message, which is of Caleb texting this girl, Bobby Boone's roommate, saying that he's going to bash Timmy's head in. Caleb is. Okay, so... You've got copies of text messages? i got one text message. Okay. From, uh, that's allegedly from Caleb? Oh, they're from Caleb. From Caleb to his girl, girl, Bobby Boone. Okay. Roommate. I don't know her name. Okay. That says what again? He's going to bash Timmy's head in. Did, so do we know why? Don't know. It's a mystery. Yeah. My son just vanished. 
from what I'm understanding, around 9 o'clock is when they came back and they arrested Caleb because of the gas situation. But then the woman that lives in the house, that's Trevor's aunt, that's supposed to be Caleb's yeah. grandma. I mean, it's a big mess. But um, she uh, went and paid for the gas. So Caleb stayed in jail for 40 days. For, well, I, I didn't say what here, I'm saying. Yeah. Is that's Caleb's face. You can't see who he's... Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking at a uh, text message here. Um, and... So this... So that's... No, that's Timmy's dad sent that to me. Okay, okay. So that All right. Him. So um, basically what it's, it's saying is that... Um, Timmy got sketched out and stole some stuff and ran off, uh, so I'm pissed. So this is coming from Caleb? Yes. Okay, and so um, the other person, the, the girl, want to go beat him up and then responds, I kind of do, but at this point in time, I have no clue where he's at. And then the, the response is, I see, well, if I do see him, I'll knock him upside his head. And he says, straight up, when I see him, I'm fucking him up. So to me, you see something like that. Caleb knows, and, and then I see the paper saying that, to me saying his friend's threatening him. Yeah. And he's gone. So yeah. So we've, so we've got um, a document showing that that He's Timmy was afraid of his friend. Yes. We've got a, a text mess message chain from Caleb saying that he was, you know, going to beat Timmy up. Correct. And we have Timmy who's not been seen since the 28th. Since the 28th. Um, my goodness. I know. This was only a portion of our interview with Barb Hall, Timmy's mother. You can hear the full interview in our previous episode. Please follow our The Lawless Files Facebook page and join our Facebook discussion group as we follow up with information as it becomes available. When you join the discussion group, be sure to leave some details so we know that you've been listening. To support our work, please go to www.thelawlessfiles.com and subscribe for extra benefits or leave a donation. If you're just discovering our podcast through Timmy's case or Jesse Wilfong's case, please consider listening to the first season of The Lawless Files that focuses on the murder of Michelle Lawless and the improper investigation that resulted in the conviction of the wrong man. Again, thank you for listening to The Lawless Files, a production of Leadhound Publishing, LLC.